You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 296. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. This show is sponsored by Audible. To listen to your books the way you listen to podcasts, I really recommend you check out Audible. I love using it. I have used it for several years now, and my current recent book selection, I'd highly recommend you check out, if you haven't already, are the Paul Selig books. So I'm very picky about which books I read and which books I listen to because I'm very picky about some of them being better to be highlighted and read over and over again visually and others to be auditorially consumed. Paul Selig's books are some of those that I highly recommend listening to on Audible directly. So you can find them right now. I'm re-listening to The Book of Mastery. That's my current one, but there are several others. I think there's five or six total. So just search the term Paul Selig, S-E-L-I-G. It's a channel group of texts. It's kind of all about going beyond the mind from a group of entities, a la Abraham Hicks, but not about law of attraction. This is about realization. This is about enlightenment. This is about the season five topics that we've been diving into so far. So if you haven't given it a shot, check out Paul and his work. I highly recommend it. And for a limited time only, get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month over at audible.com slash lively. So that's three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month at audible.com slash lively. Or you can text the word lively to 500-500. I hope you enjoy it. And like I said, Go dive into those Paul Selig books if you haven't heard about them already and see if it's a fit for you. In addition, we have a sponsor that is new and something I'm so excited to talk about, which is Ray and Oro. Ray and Oro is a jewelry line, and as a jewelry designer once in my own life, I appreciate beautiful, well-designed jewelry, and the elements of this company are so unique and so wonderful that I recommend you also check it out. If you're someone who likes timeless, beautiful pieces that wants to also not have the huge markups that fine jewelry can have, this work is made in LA, is also 85% recycled pure gold. So it's not plated anything. It's all solid gold, but 85% of that solid gold is recycled gold and it's solar power grown diamonds. So how great is that? In terms of your 100% traceable, knowing you're not getting any kind of weird, negative, you know, where is this coming from? The company itself is carbon neutral entirely. It's just amazing. I love the fact that they have nailed the designs like the six prong necklace, the solitaire necklace and the solitaire studs. I had been looking forever for a pair of diamond studs with six prongs in yellow gold because I have a piece of my grandma's. It's actually my grandma's wedding stone that I've been wearing on my neck for several years and have wanted some studs to go with it. Now I have them from Bray and Oro and I love them. They're beautiful. They match my set perfectly and they have so many other elements of pieces that are like heirloom classics or even new designs that are so fresh and classic all at the same time. I highly recommend you check it out. You can go over to truthandgold.com slash lively. That's actually Vray and Oro. That means Vray is truth in French and then gold is Oro in Spanish. So truth and gold. They want to have their you know values up front. They want their mission to be at the forefront and that's why they chose that name. But you can go over to the words directly, truthandgold.com slash lively. That's going to give you free shipping on your purchase. 
and that will give you a pop-up to receive a free shipping code. So I hope you try that and enjoy it. And it's a great time to gift to someone else if you need to do some holiday shopping or you want to do some for yourself, but you want to know where the diamonds came from and you want to know that your pieces are environmentally friendly and made in Los Angeles. In addition, last but not least, now this is a new sponsor and is a perfect timed sponsor for this episode. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. As you guys have known, I have dated on the dating apps and my by far my favorite. Oh my gosh, Bumble's the best. And I will tell you that the person I'm going to introduce you to in today's episode is someone that I actually met, or you could say either met or re-met on Bumble. So I have Bumble to thank for part of today's conversation, which I'll share more about in a bit. But let me also say, Bumble's not just for dating. So if you are someone that's been in a relationship recently or for a very long time, Bumble also has BFF and biz. Now, BFF is a great place for you to find like-minded friends. If you're looking for friends in your area or you're traveling, you want to meet new people and want to meet friends specifically, not even just dating, go check out their BFF setting or you can go to Bumble Biz. Now, Bumble Biz is awesome if you're looking to meet other like-minded creatives. You could end up working with some of them. They could be freelancers that you network with or people that you end up hiring for. Let's say you have a photo shoot as a stationary designer and you need to find someone like that. This is a great place to find people and creatives in your area that you could, like I said, network with or work with in some collaboration or end up hiring, you name it. Go check that out. It's different than the dating mode. So you can turn off the dating mode. Don't have to worry about your partner feeling weird about you being on Bumble. This is actually a totally different profile format as well that's really business focused. So go download the Bumble app if you feel it's a fit and set up a biz profile and then start making some matches in your area. All right, guys. Yeah. So where am I? I'm in Detroit and I haven't done a solo episode with you in an amount of time that feels right for me to update you once again in a solo, unprompted, no note show. I know a lot of you guys love these kind of episodes, and I've just been feeling, even on Instagram, just a little MIA over the last few weeks, and it's for good reason, and I'm about to share some of those reasons with you right now. Just fill you in, say hi, how you doing? It's like giving you a hug. I wish I could give you a physical hug right now, so just imagine this audio is a physical hug for you. It's been a, I don't even know how long, I guess it's the last time I've done a solo show like this. It was the birthday episode and then one following it. So, oh, I think the last thing you guys hadn't known about in terms of surrender and letting go and following the flow of things was what was going to happen with my stuff in Sydney. And then the stuff I had to sell in Sydney was kind of this big last piece. So I haven't really updated you guys since I've gotten to Detroit. So let's go back a little bit in time and I'll catch you up. So When I had the stuff in Sydney getting packed up, I wasn't sure, actually even just landing in Sydney, what was going to happen with the stuff? Was I going to keep an apartment there or not? I think I've done an episode talking about how I woke up in the middle of the night the first few nights I was back in Sydney and heard the word host, which to me meant in my own understanding of that word as I heard it when I woke up in the middle of the night meant host an Airbnb here in Detroit and have the apartment furniture that I had created in Sydney as that furniture for that place. So that makes tons of sense. And even interior decoratingly, 
that makes sense because this new place I have is beautiful. It's white brass and walnut wood in the kitchen. And all of the pieces of furniture I had in Sydney and just Sydney in general is very focused on natural oak. I love that stain so much, but it has nothing to do with any of the pieces that are established already in the new place. So I knew that the stuff wasn't really going to jive well. So it makes perfect sense to be able to bring it here. The movers I had were incredible. Tons of alignment there. Weird enough, I used aligned numbers in terms of their, like even their customer satisfaction was 8-8 and they had some other 8-8 on their website. And it's so weird. You guys know I love aligned numbers. So I just picked it on that. And that hunch, that little inkling, that little Easter egg in my life, the aligned numbers as a little hint that this might be a place to work with was totally on point. Loved working with them so very much. But then there was the washer refrigerator, bed frame, nightstands, dresser, and patio table. All of those pieces were not going to make the cut when it came to transporting them across the Atlantic for different reasons. So I didn't know what to do with them. I did a quick call out kind of loosely on Instagram. No takers there. Then knew there is a thing called Gumtree, I think it's called, which is basically like the Australian equivalent of Craigslist that people sell things on. But in my head, because I know the population is so much smaller overall in Australia than it is in the US, I kind of had this very wrong assumption that they wouldn't have a lot of action on that Gumtree thing. So anyways... I put it off and did not even feel, because of everything else that was shifting and changing that I was in charge of, it didn't feel like figuring out the system of how it would, I knew it would take two seconds, but I just didn't have the capacity or brain with to really deal with like setting up the system and making the offer or putting it on the site. So anyways, about two days before I left to come to Detroit, I had someone who I'm about to share about soon. I'll say his name is Chris. He was in town and I said, you know, can you post this for me? And he said yes, and he did. And about 10 minutes later, we had this woman, and this was specifically just posted the refrigerator and the washer dryer, because those are the pieces that were most expensive that I most needed to deal with. So either way, this woman comes, I forget her name. She may be listening to the show because as Flo would have it, she's a big fan of Law of Attraction <laughs> and was a South African woman who had recently moved to Australia. So 10 minutes later, she pings me once the washer dryer, and I'm like, great, you can come look at it later today. She comes with her boyfriend and they bring a rental truck. And then since she just moved there, she looked at all the other pieces I had, loved them all and bought every single piece of furniture, the bed frame too. All of it went, the refrigerator as well. She just bought it all and spent the next three, four hours, maybe maybe two, three hours, packing it all up and shipping it and getting it over in her rental truck over to her place. So two days before the deadline of moving, not sure what I was going to do with all that stuff, it all got taken care of without any stress or striving on my part, which was pretty incredible. I love that flow. And I'm so glad I felt confident not worrying about it and not fussing about it while I had someone special in town. So yes, this is the new exciting news and kind of where Bumble being a sponsor today really fits in. I love picking sponsors that are truly for you guys. You guys don't even know. The sponsors the sponsors know. But for me to work with a sponsor, I have to genuinely love the brand and they have to let me do this exactly as authentically and as naturally as I can with you guys because I don't want you guys to have to listen to anything that I wouldn't talk about in any other context. Like it has to be something I use and love. Bumble is one of those things I've used and loved. And... Three years ago, I started using it, and I didn't even know this, but Bumble said they're only four years old, but so I guess this is kind of early in their lifetime. But either way, I was using Bumble, and 
was newly single. So this is right about a month or so after Mr. Lively left, I got on Bumble and the first person I matched with was someone I actually recognized on the app. And I recognized him because I went to college with him and we met up for a few dates and he was really wonderful, but I had promised myself that I was not gonna end up with the first person that I dated like I did the last relationship. So that situation did not continue, but I did continue to date and continue to use Bumble and go all around the world as you all well know. But anyways, coming back to Detroit, that weekend with the apartment or the condo that I now have, I caught back up with that friend since he wasn't just you know a guy I dated randomly. He was someone that I'd actually known vaguely through friends of friends, mostly in college. Wanted to see what was new with him. His name is Chris and it's so fascinating how getting beyond the mind has actually led to everything that's transpired in terms of Detroit, including him. And I haven't talked about him with you guys yet because it's been early days, if you will. But I can say that catching back up with him while I was here and learning more about what's going on in the city since he's been living here. He's in commercial real estate and has been really devoted to Detroit and staying in Michigan and seeing through the city the growth that it's capable of having and now currently having. And it was fascinating. And one thing led to another, and I just kept following the inner voice rather than the mind. And I'll do a lively adventure episode and give you all of the fascinating details of this whole thing. But I'll say like as a quick overview of it, he's the person, he's not the reason I came here at all. I listened to my inner voice and it was not telling me, oh, this is my like partner by any means right away. But even with what unfolded and how it unfolded with both of us listening to our inner voices as that weekend progressed, I ended up getting sent by him the listing to the condo that I now live in. I never would have found it on my own because I never would have been looking on the site that he found it listed on because he's a realtor, so he knows all the places to look. And I wouldn't have been looking in that price bracket. It just wouldn't have been something I would have found. I was so thinking I was going to end up in London two days later that it was not even on my radar. But he had seen the place of Sydney because I'd showed him pictures of my place and had an idea of what I was looking for and what I liked, sent it over and as Flo had it from that point forward, the universe like unfolded every door in like, it would roll out a red carpet for me to have the condo as you guys have heard, but I didn't tell you that story in detail around him because it was still unfolding in its own way. I thought he was here to be a friend and was just like a nice person to know in the city. So the universe gave me the condo in a really magical way. And then it gave me the ideas and inspiration for the impact I could have here in the city in terms of the business or nonprofits and all of that sort of stuff. And then thirdly, first it was the condo and the pretty kitchen for me. Then it was the impact and what I could do in the community. And thirdly, my inner voice eventually told me, and I hadn't even considered this as a possibility until this point. It's told me to invite him to Sydney. So I did. And he said yes. His inner voice said yes right away. And he came. So the last week of my Sydney trip, he was there with me, which was fascinating. And as he put it, we then at that point known each other for six days total over a 12-year span. So <laughs> it was like we known each other a really long time. And it turns out he's also from Rochester, which is where I grew up. 
had he not moved to Texas, we would have gone to the same middle school and known each other even that long. So it's like we went back so far beyond what we even understood. And at the same time, we were kind of new to each other in our own bizarre way, too. So we're like new old people in each other's lives. But the alignment and synchronicities that even led to all of that happening the way it did, or the fact that I didn't move here at all for him. But as I got here, let me just say also, so the shift from being there to then coming from Sydney and the wharf uh, that I lived at (laughs) in Sydney to Detroit was a huge culture and weather shock. It was huge. We went from 75 and sunny every day on the wharf to literally sitting in the snow of Detroit weeks before Thanksgiving, far sooner than most weather like it gets that cold here. And I had basically gone three years without winter at this point. So it was a huge shock. The mind in me was having this huge fit because I wasn't even living yet in my new apartment. I closed on the condo right away, but I wasn't living in it for the first week because we didn't even have time to get the air mattress or any of this stuff sorted. And I didn't have a real proper coat or proper shoes for the weather. So it was a huge shift. And it was one that my mind did not deal with very well at all. And what I learned very quickly about the divine timing of everything, how this unfolded, is that Chris became the huge gift of Detroit, not the reason for me to be here. So as I went through this kind of what the hell is going on here, I knew it was between me and my inner voice, not between me and a partner. Because if it had been that, I could have easily like freaked out and wanted to leave or wanted to question things. Instead, it wasn't about us. It was about, you know, what am I here for? I know I'm supposed to be here, even if my mind doesn't have the reason why just yet. So I've stayed tight and I'm I'm if nothing but tenacious in terms of I don't know why ultimately I'm here yet. I believe the answer will become clear. Yes, the ideas of these companies or nonprofits sound really fun to do, but if they're not flowing fluidly and it's not my actual inner voice's desire to create them, hell no am I going to make them. I'm definitely not going to go upstream about anything here. So it's just about me getting settled in and me figuring that out and seeing what unfolds. But I am so deeply appreciative of him in my life because he is already and immediately like my biggest proponent and supporter of everything that I am doing or may do in the future. And the alignment of our interests and the levels in which we connect is truly incredible. And even I'll just like say, I'm sure you guys might be a little bit curious on this, even though I'm going to get way more into the details of this in the Lively Adventure year two, I will say you might be wondering, so is he into Abraham and all the consciousness stuff? Like, what's he think of all that stuff? Well, interestingly, when we met up in Detroit that weekend as friends, I went into all the crazy stuff with him. I told him about channeling and I knew he hadn't left Michigan and he had no real previous exposure to anything even generally in the spirituality realm, let alone, you know, all the crazy stuff that we've gone into here in season four or season five of the show, neurology, quantum mechanics, all that stuff I knew was new to him. But because we were friends and I wasn't trying to make any impression one way or another, I was just sharing what was new with me, I went into all the crazy stuff. And he listened to it in fascination and deep interest, even though it wasn't something he had been exposed to before. And his comment was something along the lines of, 
it all makes sense, even though I haven't heard of it before. And it sounds familiar, but like I forgot it or something along those lines, which is fascinating. And to all of the work that I've done in this stuff, to me, lends itself to the fact that he's someone who I deeply appreciate is not into the spiritual circus or into all of this stuff as a seeker per se. Nothing wrong with that. I've dated people that are like that and I have many friends that are and I love them all. But I knew as a partner, I got into a place where I just wanted to find someone that lived the qualities without having to have the persona around it, if that makes sense. So I wanted to find someone that was present, but didn't necessarily need to be having read all the books on presence. Or I wanted to find someone that was able to tap into their inner voice very easily without necessarily having to have read a bunch of books on the subject or gone to classes or gone around the world like I had. That's what I had done. And fascinatingly, that aspect I had no idea he'd be able to connect with was something that connected us even deeper than our own past histories, which I'll share more in detail about with his past relationships and my own and how they overlapped in some similar ways. And also the just experience of business that we've both had and and just the spirituality stuff just even connected us in even further, even though my mind had no idea that that would be possible. So all of this to say, I am very happy and excited and it will be fascinating to see as that unfolds with us, how that may be of use for the show. Now, obviously I'm not I'm going to keep our lives very private, but if there is aspects of our dynamic that is useful in terms of other people in partnership, I know I get a lot of questions around that. That's something that I will consider diving into when I feel like it's relevant or helpful for you. So that's all very exciting. And Chris is a very private person in himself, but also is very open to the aspects of me and who I am and how I am with you guys. So yeah, anyways, it's pretty exciting. And it's really nice to be able to share that part with you guys because I don't plan on making it a huge aspect, like I just said, but it's this huge part of my life that's been happening that I haven't talked to you about. And now I feel like you, like the distance between us is closed. The gap has been shrunken. It's been lifted. We're back together again. And yeah, I'm really happy about that. So, okay, what else is new? So Chris is new. The Detroit thing was a big shock and the mind is still kind of like, what the what? Like Sydney now already feels like an entire lifetime ago. The weather in Michigan, getting back to that. I mean, I grew up in it, but having left it for Austin and then three years of Sydney summer instead of Chicago or Michigan winter, it is a different world. But I'm also fascinated and I have a feeling that my soul and inner voice want to be here because there's something to contribute. I'm just curious on is that just me being here in my own energy privately and then just doing my normal thing with you guys or is it to be here and actually create physical spaces or experiences for people? What is it all about? I don't know but I'm tenacious in that even if the mind freaks out, if I know my inner voice wants me somewhere, I'm going to do it no matter what the mind is saying. 
So I'm tenaciously sticking it out, but also watching the mind, you know, wiggle like an uncomfortable fish on the string. It's like it's been caught and it's not going anywhere, but it's also kind of freaking out at the same time. So that's been my personal experience. And also stuff has just been unfolding with the apartment and stuff slowly and It's totally fine to start over again. I mean, let's be honest, if anyone's going to want to start over and buy new things and like be able to decorate in a new place, in a new space, that's something I love to do. But doing it a second time around one year later than I did with Sydney and then get new things, all new things. So all the stuff from Australia, I could only pack and take with us what we were able to put in suitcases and take on airplanes. So everything else is coming in a few months and is really earmarked for the new Airbnb whenever that unit flows into my life. So things like silverware and Tupperware and plates and all that stuff had to be done from scratch once again. I spent the holiday Black Friday sales kind of a convenient time to move because there were so many sales going on. So I also kind of had this interesting, quick, make all the design decisions at once so that you can get all these sales and also get your furniture sooner and not just sit on the air mattress that I now have (laughs) and the borrowed stools from Chris's apartment. But part of me wants to take it slowly and other part of me is like sick of sitting on those stools and nothing else. And then there's that question of like, get while well, there's a sale and then also take your time, but then you spend a 30% more. So anyways, yeah, these are the things my mind has been focusing on. Nothing bad, but just to be honest with you guys, this is where it's at. I'm also excited about the contribution aspects. I think I've talked to you guys a bit about them in the Detroit episode a while back, but all of this to say is I have two nonprofit ventures I want to explore with you guys, and I'm so excited about them because they actually involve you guys. They're going to directly impact and benefit you and also become things that you may want to become a part of. One of them is around RTT and emotional trauma and releasing that for people that can't afford RTT sessions while at the same time granting RTT training grants to people. So that's one aspect of a nonprofit that I'd like to unfold. And I think this will be amazing for the community at large and not just the listeners that you guys that would become the therapists or become the benefits of it, but also the world at large that's going through so much emotional pain now and over the course of history. And also this other unrelated, but also very exciting one that I have kind of a nickname for, but basically is surrounding the idea of teaching high school girls how to make things. So if you're a maker of any kind, or if you have your own business of any kind, I love the idea of creating a place and a facilitation process where we can teach the skills or crafts that we may have to girls in high school, not because they have to become, let's say you're a jewelry designer like I was, not because you have to teach them jewelry so that they all become jewelry designers in that class that you teach, but that you're giving them a little fun experience and sharing your craft, which is great. So they do know how to make something at least, but then also give them some primary skills in business so that they know how to start a company simply in their own backyard with whatever tools, techniques, skills, or crafts they're interested in. So maybe you teach them how to make a bracelet, but give them the business background as well. And they end up using that business background to do facials or natural beauty products or whatever it becomes for them. I want them to feel empowered to know that they don't 
only have to get a job from someone else because my own experience with my jewelry company from 15 years old was just that, that I didn't feel like I had to only go get a job after college or even after high school. I did my own company as my part-time gig, but it always taught me the skills I could use to translate to a full-time transition. So I want them to have that option for themselves. And it's initially came out of the desire to help people here directly in Detroit, but I realized there are many of you guys all over the country, if not the world, that would want to do this in your own communities, not just here in Detroit specifically. So I am excited to also create the structure and foundation on that stuff so that it's easy for you guys, if you're interested in doing this in some way in your own community, to easily plug this in without it having to take much of your time at all. So that's the other piece. Now, with these two things involve nonprofits, and I've never done that before. So if anyone here is a specialist as a lawyer in nonprofit work or knows one that is interested in supporting us and helping us with these, I'd love to work with you. So please reach out at Jess at JessLively.com if you are a lawyer that specializes specifically in nonprofits. I've heard from other recommended specialists that working with a lawyer who specializes in nonprofits is better off than just working with a generalist. So though generalists, I'm sure, are wonderful, I would love to find someone with direct experience that we can partner with to create these experiences and then unveil them and actually open them up to you guys to start becoming a part of. I just think it's going to be so incredible. As you guys may or may not know, up to this point for the last several years, I've taken 10% of our revenue from our company, Just Lively Creative, and put it towards building schools with Pencils of Promise. It's been a huge joy for me to do that. Adam Braun, the founder of Pencils of Promise, has been on the show. We've now built three schools across Ghana, Guatemala, and Laos. So all three locations we have funded and built schools with them. And we've also given tons of money for scholarships and programming, which is also very important. And I love the fact that I see as I've traveled the world, especially all people are equal, not just Americans or just any other country. Everybody to me is someone that can benefit from benefiting things. So I've loved that I've done that in those places. And now that the universe has plopped me back in the US and this whole actual unfolding initially with Detroit, all of these little ideas with the RTT training and the teaching of girls how to make things, those ideas came and sparked, came through this coming back. So I'm now excited because it seems like a beautiful transition time for us as a company and a community to now take that 10% of revenue, not profit, total top number revenue, and put that towards things that I love. It's going to benefit the people as they're listening because you guys are going to be the ones, if you choose to be a part of these, that will benefit and the impact that you'll make in your own communities or in your own places or in the world where there is emotional trauma happening in the case of RTT stuff. So anyways, I'm just really excited because it's now going to be a process that's even more integrated into this community, into what this is. And that ties in perfectly with the TV show version of the show that's going to be starting we're going to do that pilot in January. The tickets, by the way, almost already entirely sold out on that. I can't even believe with just a few Instagram stories and a brief mention, I think, here on the show without any call to action. You guys have already almost sold out. Like, There's only a few tickets left. If you're curious and you want to join us in Pittsburgh on January 19th, 10 years to the day after I started my first blog post, which was 
with the intention to get a TV show one day, you can go over to jesslivy.com slash events. There are just a few left, but I can't believe we've sold 140 tickets so quickly and so easily. But that really, to me, is a testament to you guys and the community wanting to meet each other. So as the community starts to come together in this amazing way in the studio audience, and as we start to create these philanthropic and community-based experiences through the entrepreneurship and also the therapy, like there's no community I know of that you know, other than the Lively Show community that loves those two elements of entrepreneurship and creativity and beauty and design and business, like that whole thing is a huge part of our community. It's not everybody, of course, but it's a big part because it's part of my own background, which became my listeners and readers in the early days of what I did. And also this RTT and therapy thing. Are you kidding? Clearing emotional blocks. That's like flow with intentions, like numero uno, focus, interest, and joy in their lives. And the joy they're experiencing is so much stronger when they've learned how to clear like old traumas. So even though we go beyond the mind and even though we're also exploring aspects that aren't just around clearing emotional blocks, there are so many people that haven't even gotten on the path to get to anywhere else and they could totally benefit from the emotional clearing and power that comes from releasing things that are trapped in the subconscious. So for us to be able to do that for one another and also for the community at large, let's say there are traumatic events happening in the world that we'd be able to act on it's incredible and I'm so excited. And like I said, just the first step right now for me is to get the right lawyer to help set this stuff up and then we'll be able to open this up to you guys in a way that you can become a part of it too. So I'm so excited by all of that stuff. And that's besides the TV show that's heading up soon, really on my mind. So it's basically WTF inner voice, what am I doing here? not in Sydney anymore. <laughs> and then at the same time, these nonprofit or I don't even like calling them nonprofit. I like for purpose, like Adam says, the for purpose ventures that we're creating as well are very exciting. And I'm excited to see those take shape and really see whether you guys want them. Like I'm not going to push these because they need to be out there because I need them to be important for myself, you know? It says like, if you guys want this, is this something you guys want? If it is, I'm so excited to be able to be a part of that with you. And if it's not, we'll let it go. So we'll see what this interest is and how this unfolds with each of these. I think they're two huge interests and passions within the community. The idea, for example, with the hypnotherapy grants for RTT training, it's not an experience. It's very inexpensive to do, but it's incredibly powerful in terms of a process. It, I've become trained in it and I've seen it firsthand at the deepest level, how powerful it is. That's why I've recommended it and talked about it so much here on the show and in Flow with Intention. But the idea of being able to have these grants in exchange for people donating their time for trauma experience people that can get out of the trauma of whatever they may have gone through, whether it's sexual experiences that were unwanted, whether it's a shooting, whether it's a hurricane or some kind of disaster, the emotional wellness of the community is to me the most long lasting aspect of any type of negativity. It's not just about getting them water, food and shelter after those types of experiences. Yes, those happen in the next few five days are essential, but in the five decades to come after that experience, what's going to make or break their lives is not those initial things like water, food, and shelter. It's going to be the emotional impact and releasing of that emotional trauma in their lives through their subconscious that will change the point of view, the point of attraction, and the rest of their lives so profoundly that that is what 
I've said this on the show, if you've heard me say before, that's my dream is to see that in the world. And I now realize that's actually maybe a dream we can actually start up ourselves. So anyways, the cool thing with that one to me is that it also will become an avenue for people to create a viable business with directly. So even though they've gotten the grant, which is great, and they've been able to help other people pro bono, which is awesome, they also will then have a skill set they can use to create a thriving business for themselves and benefit people in their own communities through their own company. So it's kind of like grants, not only for this benefit to the community at large, but also is giving you a grant that's actually gonna be a grant that kind of is like a scholarship to your own viable business structure and benefit to your community. So. Again, love all that stuff. Would love a lawyer with specialized experience to be able to help us do a wonderful job getting that started. So yeah, that's all my stuff, guys. Also exciting news too, we have a new jewelry collection with my two new favorite season five phrases through Jen Moulton. Now, Jen Moulton has been a friend of mine for many years. I actually met her through a workshop. She's a Lively Show listener, and actually I'll make her my life reader from before I even had the podcast. She's an amazing jewelry designer that's worked with places like Madewell over in Austin, Texas, and we collaborated on some pieces because she's so talented. One of the bracelets, the bracelet says allow, which you may have heard me talk a lot about on season five in the client sessions. And I'm so happy to be able to wear it and remind myself in my own mind of that intention, as well as a necklace that says all is well. Because in my inner voice and in many channeled voices, the phrase all is well is one of the most pervasive and consistently channeled phrases I have yet to come across. And it's a really powerful reminder for myself. And so if you're interested in either of those pieces, you also can go pick them up for the holidays or for yourself or someone else, or maybe a Lively Show fan that you know of that would like it as well over at JessLively.com shop, where we also have our style and spirit t-shirt collaboration, like happy, thank you, more please, and as within, so without. There you guys have it. Those are kind of all of the updates in my life. I hope your life is going well and everything in the holidays is unfolding for you as you'd like it to. And if you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, where I can now feel like I'm fully being myself again, <laughs> you can find me over at Jesse, as in Chris Lively, because now we know the secret's out. Things are unfolding in a wonderful way. And also you can find show notes for this episode over at JessLively.com slash Detroit update. For what I'm up to next this weekend, I'm very excited. It's one of my favorite things I did when I lived back in Ann Arbor. Diana, my friend who is the owner of Thistle and Best, the store in Ann Arbor, is having her Midnight Madness sale. And I and Chris get to be two of her people in her little brigade of workers for the night. So we'll be staying in Friday night in Ann Arbor and doing a little shop night with her and helping her out so that she can have more staff for this big event that her shop is having. It's just so fun to be able to do that. It's a really great atmosphere. So if you're in Michigan or in Ann Arbor, I may see you there. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today.